Hi, everybody. This is Tony Beeman coming to you from Oakland, California, once again with BlackInc.tv. And today, you're in for a real treat. We have an amazing, amazing guest, which I could probably talk to all day, Mr. Herbert Flight Time Lang, uh, originally from Brinkley, Arkansas, graduated from, I believe it is, Centenary College of Louisiana, uh, where, believe it or not, this gentleman led the Transatlantic Conference in scoring, won the National Coaches Slam Dunk Contest, went on to become a Harlem Globetrotter for 18 years, has been on TV, many shows, including The Amazing Race. Oh, my gosh. He is an author, motivational speaker, actor, Mr. Herbert Flytime Lang. Thank you so much for being here on BlackInc.tv, sir. Hey, hey, Tony, I appreciate you taking out the time to, uh, you know, allow me to use your space to share a positive message. And all those kind things that you said in that intro, I may have to take you on the road with me to do some of my speaking events. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow, man. I mean, this I is incredible. It. appreciate you know, it. Before we get into stuff, man, I mean, tell us about you. You know I me mean, coming from, uh, you know, how you grew up, you know, how, how did you grow up to become flight time? You know, this is incredible, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up in a small town in Arkansas called Brinkley. It's a little town that sits right between the capital of Arkansas, Little Rock, and the great city of Memphis, Tennessee. So uh, growing up there, I mean, I had a young mom and dad. My mom had me at the age of uh, 17 years old. And by the time she was 25, there were six of us. So as you can imagine, you know, small town. Uh, but one of the blessings in being in that small town was having a lot of aunts and uncles and other family members who were there to support and help raise, you know, as they say, it takes a village. And I definitely give all of those people a lot of credit for the success I've been able to have. And my way of being, it just came from a lot of generosity and things that were shown to me along the way. And, you know, that's kind of what I do right now as far as paying it forward, try to be as generous and helpful as I can with people. But I mean, in that small town, it took people like teacher, teachers, it took coaches, it took preachers, uh, to, you know, to get me to where I needed to go and get me in the right, my, right mindset, you know, to where I could accomplish some of the things I've been able to accomplish. And it's not over where we're still working toward accomplishing things today. That's amazing. Well, you know, I myself am a Razorback, you know, although I grew up, I grew up in Kansas, but I went to the University of Arkansas. I graduated. That's where I went to college, man. My freshman year was uh, Coach Nolan Richardson's first year there. You know, I mean, I went to school with Ty Day, you know, and all them guys, you know, Lee Mayberry, you know, and it was, uh, wow. You know, I, I, I can tell you firsthand to see, you know, when, uh, Coach Richardson got there his first year and how he was received versus, of course, after he, you know, started winning and really winning until, you know, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, but that, that's, we've got that's a lot great, of stuff in there, bro. That, that is awesome because, I mean, for myself growing up in Arkansas, you know, that's the only professional team there. So I rooted for the Razorbacks. I remember having a lifetime, life-size poster that came out of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette of Todd Day in my room. I hung it piece by piece. And, mm -hmm. you know, one of the funny things about that story is that, you know, down the road, as I joined the Globetrotters and Todd Day's NBA career kind of came to an end, I actually was at Globetrotter training camp with two of my heroes, which was Todd Day as well as Oliver Miller. So I'm a big time. <laughs> big, oh, yeah. 
I'm, I'm a big, big time Arkansas Razorback fan. Oh, yeah. I was actually there earlier this year in May. Uh, they flew me in to, to speak to the students, and that was one of the biggest honors of my life. I had a chance to meet with Coach Mosleyman, uh, the basketball team. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing that. I didn't realize that you. Did oh that yeah, oh man, Arkansas. So woo Pete Stewart, baby. They they know me. If you ask, you can ask Todd and and and, and, uh, and Big O. They, they they know they know Tony B. You know we we you know they they knew to First time I saw Todd, I, I'll never forget the first time I ever saw Todd Day was um, <clears throat> school was about to start. I think it was in '87, I believe, and we were in the gym, you know, hanging out there. What was called the Hyper Building back then, you know, just playing pickup game. You know, I go in there and there's this skinny kid, you know, with with the McDonald's High School All-American, you know, shirt on, you know, and, and that's for, you know, I'd never seen a McDonald's High School, especially back then. It's like right. oh, cocky, you know, dunk. Oh, he was just. Oh, oh man. But that but I, but I will never forget that was, you know, seeing him because, you know, he had on his high school All-American shirt representing. You know, McDonald's <laughs> stuff, you know. But, man, you know. Well, the, the, the Globetrotters, are you kidding me? I'm 18 years. Well, how did you go from, uh, well, obviously your flight time. I mean, did you, you, you were flight time before that. And then <laughs> well, how did that all happen? Well, well, Tony, a lot of what's happened to me in my life has been because of people believing in me. And that's something that I promote. You know, we have to give people an opportunity and a chance, you know, to become a part of, you know, their story. And for me, it took, uh, of course, going to college, having a decent career and having a friendship with a with a former college soccer player of my team. He ended up going to a Globe Charter game during the last year, which I had already uh, finished my basketball playing eligibility, but I had to go back to school to finish my student teaching to finish up my degree. And during that time, my friend Alan, uh, he was a little five foot seven aging guy, soccer player at my school. He ended up going to a Harlem Globe Charter game. And after, you know, returning from the game, he came home with this program and telling me about you know, the experience that he had at the event and saying that he felt that I could actually become a part of the team. So it was actually him coming home with a program with an 800 number in it that made me reach out to the Globe Charters, which led to me five months later going to the training camp. And it's funny because I was working as a personal trainer for about eight months before I got the invite. And I remember telling the, uh, the, the yeah, yeah, I remember telling the owner of the, of the gym that she could go ahead and hire somebody else for that position because I was going to make the team. It was a little bit cocky and arrogant, like you just described Todd Day. But I knew that, I mean, at the age of 21 years old, I still had plenty to offer the game of basketball. And what better team, you know, that would travel around the world to, to offer, you know, what I wanted to offer the world. So that's kind of how it happened for me. It was somebody believing in me and taking a chance. I mean, well, I mean, it's obviously a testament to, to, to the character that, that you have, too, because, I mean, the Globetrotters – is I mean to me as what hey you you're representing so many things other than just the game of basketball when you you know you you know you're you're a, a, an ambassador of the United States you're traveling all over the world you know you're representing people like you know hey that look like us I mean you're I mean the organization from back in the I mean. That's a well, really a, big deal, man. Well, it's a, I mean, it was more than an honor to be able to hold that position for 18 years. You know, a lot of people come in and they're happy to pay three to five years, which I would have been thrilled. But before I knew it, I was at five to 10 and then it was 10 to 15. And just the experiences and being able to develop relationships and be relatable with so many different people 
around the world is one of the biggest benefits. And now being able to go and share with so many other people, you know, the importance of connection and that, you know, we're not that separate, you know, even though we're living in different parts of the world, we're more connected than we ever have been before. So that's what it's about, you know, the Globe Trust, about ambassadorship. And when I came in, it was coming up on the 75th anniversary of the team. And as we look forward now in the next four years in 2026, they'll be coming up on 100 years of existence, which is a truly a remarkable feat. There's not an NBA team that has had that longstanding legacy or any other professional teams I can really think of, maybe some of those international uh, European soccer teams. But as far as basketball, the Globe Charters are the team that's been around pretty much the longest and probably have impacted and influenced more mm-hmm. basketball players than people can imagine. I mean, if you think back into the, the mid 80s and 90s when the league began to bring in more international players, a lot of those players, if you listen to some of their stories, I mean, even the Dirk Whiskies that came in in the late 90s, the first American basketball that they seen were the Globe Charters when they came over. They introduced mm-hmm. them to the game of basketball because, of course, over there and the number one sport in the world is soccer. But when you start to travel into South America and, you know, into China and into Europe, the Globe Charters were one of the first, if not the first, basketball team to come over and introduce this game. I mean, the way that the game is played today compared to even 10 years ago, you know, with the amount of flair, you know, I mean, you got the, the ball handling the skill level has gone to a full another level from, from when you, the big guys, you know, and they're shooting from all over the place, like that of those Globetrotters. I mean, this is stuff that they're doing that, that, that only the Globetrotters were doing back. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's amazing. I mean, it has to had the, the impact and, 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 and I think, is this true, man? That I saw, I think I saw somewhere that, that you, you even were with the Pope, teaching the Pope how to, how to, how to have the spin a ball. I mean, what? Wow. You're right, Tony. I mean, of, of the many amazing experiences that I've had with the Globe Charters, I've had a chance to meet President Obama twice at the annual Easter egg roll when he was serving. Uh, made him do some push-ups for missing some jump shots <laughs> during the course of the workout. But yeah, one of the most nerve wracking and most memorable experiences I had was going to the Vatican, having an opportunity to not only meet the Pope, but spend a basketball on the Pope's finger. And a lot of the speaking engagements I go to, I'll tell people, you know, I'm the only living person to have ever spent a basketball on a living Pope's finger. So, mm. yeah, I mean, just it, it was an honor to, to be a part of the organization for so long. And I still follow a lot of the guys. And it's really great to be able to look and follow them and see other guys' careers develop and see how their laws are evolving as a result of the connection opportunity they've had to be a part of the organization to see different parts of the world. So it's the kind of the gift that keeps on giving. You know, I came in the, in the you know, not footsteps, but probably generation after Curl and Neil and Mellark, but it was the guys in between that gap that bridged and taught me what it took to be a globe chart. And so for me to be able to go to the events and follow the websites and follow their TikToks and, and Twitters and their Facebook pages to be able to see guys that I played with that came in under me thriving now. I mean, it's, it's a really great feeling. Wow, man. I mean, not, not to mention to me, the impact globally that you've had on so many kids, generations and stuff. I mean, wow. It's, it gives me chills, man. You know, we could talk about, so there's so much of that we could, we could talk about, but you know, but Hey, I know you being the basketball 
legend and all, you know, the master of the pivot. You know, you've done so many <laughs> other things too. You know, I mean, like man, like like I mentioned in the intro, you you know, you're you're also an author. You know, uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, some well, of the stuff you know the book you're working on, man? And well, I'll tell you like this. I never dreamed that I'd write a book, but I just remember when my career ended, I just began to recall all the times I would come back home and share stories with my friends. And they would say, man, you should write a book. Every time I come home telling the stories of people who I've met, oh, you should write a book. And when my career ended in 2017, it all came full circle. But one of the best things about that is that me being able to write a book was a result of the education that I had received before the keyboarding classes that I took in high school, the public speaking classes that I took in college, all these things incorporate and allow me to be able to sit down and you know, do these things myself through you know, research, but at the same time, just through general knowledge that I had accumulated throughout time. And what I wanted to accomplish with the book was tell an authentic story, you know, the good, the bad, and all the kindness, which my motto was kindness is free, all the kindness that kind of helped me along the way. And you know, here's a copy of that book that I wrote. It's, Projects, Popes, and Presidents. It's available on, on uh, wow. Amazon. And, you know, on this book, you'll see the things that we just mentioned, the encounter with uh, Pope Francis, the encounter with, you know, the, the former President Obama, as well as the projects that I grew up in in Arkansas. So it's just a culmination of all my experiences and letting people know I've seen the good and the bad. And at the end of the day, the experiences and the way that people made me feel and hopefully the way I've made people uh, feel moving forward and in the past are the things that I'll be remembered by and the legacy that I get to leave behind. Man, that is, that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. I mean, not, not only, you know, maybe the, the, the book, I mean, you, you've done a lot of motivational speaking and stuff too. I mean, you've done, you've done, you've done a Ted talk, man, and all that. I mean, what, what was, what was that like, man? That's pretty cool. Again, Tony, I mean, for me, like even in my book, I talk about, kindness, people believing in me. When I ended my career in 2017, I remember the following year I had gone into uh, a pitch meeting for a sports game show idea that I had uh, with the former, uh, with the amazing race creator, uh, Bertram Van Munster. And hmm. one of his uh, COOs in there, he knew that I was interested in becoming a motivational speaker post-career. And he started to talk about these TED Talks, which I had never even heard of before. So I began to do a little bit of research and I made it one of my goals to eventually do a TED talk. And the way that it happened was through a connection that I made on LinkedIn. I began to talk to this young lady and, you know, we just became kind of going back and forth and I let her know that I was interested in doing something like a TED talk at one time. And it was crazy because she said, I'm actually doing a TED talk in two months. And I know mm -hmm. the person that actually hosts the event. I will introduce you to him. And I think that you would be great for it. And within a couple of days of me, her introducing me to the, coordinator of the TED Talk in Wilmington, Delaware, that same day, he said, I have an extra spot open. If you want to do it, it's yours. But for me, it wasn't, it was, it took some preparation, absolutely, because you only have 15 minutes to share the ideas that you want to share, 15 to 18 minutes. But at the same time, the preparation was fun. You know, as a Globetrotter, we go into different schools and universities and businesses. And so for 18 years, I was prepared for this TED Talk. But like you guys said with the show that you guys do, it's difficult to get everything that you want to get in within 15 minutes. So that's why I tell people, hey, you got 15 minutes on the TED Talk, but if we meet each other, you can get anywhere from you know 15 to 30 minutes to an hour, maybe even two, and it's all going to be interactive and fun, just like you remember your experience with the Globetrotters. Man, you inspire me a lot, man. Uh, 
So, and, and aren't, aren't you currently involved? Uh, you've got a, a, a movie coming out too? Is, 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 is that correct? I mean, you, that, okay, so you've done TV, you've done TED Talk, book, book. Oh yeah! And by the way, I got a I, I, I got a movie too. You know, okay, what? So we, so yeah. Tell us had, about this. So I had an opportunity earlier this year, which was it was crazy because it was two weeks after I delivered my TED talk. Actually, a week before I found out I was going to do it, one of my former teammates reached out to me to let me know that a movie role that he had actually landed eight years ago, and the movie had got X'd out. You know, they said no go. They actually put it back in motion. It's called Sweetwater. It's the story of Nate Sweetwater Clifton, the first African-American to sign an NBA contract. And just uh, last week, Variety, uh, um, Variety.com, they released a press release talking about how Briarcliff Entertainment actually bought the uh, show and it will be released exclusively in theaters on April, 20, April 14th of 2023. And for me, this experience was unique because, first of all, Again, somebody giving me a chance. One of my teammates I had played with for 10 years, he reached out to me as a former real basketball globe charter to help come and support him, but also be a part of the movie and teach these actors and let them know what it was like, you know, to be to have that experience. So for me to play for 18 years and then go back and be able to relive some of the history, because this movie was filmed based on the late 40s and early 50s. And I just recall certain situations within the film and reading the script and some of the moments and some of the reactions that I have. It was emotional because you have real life stories, real life accountabilities from the families of Sweetwater and Abe Saperstein and people like that. So, you know, these are stories that actually happened. And I just remember reflecting and saying, as I listened to some of the dialogue, yeah, he's right, because I've lived this. So it was actually being able to go back and listen to Abe say, I'm going to take you to Europe. I'm going to take you guys to China. We're going to meet presidents. We're going to meet. And I'm just thinking, yeah, he's telling the truth because it actually has happened. But at the same time with that, or and at the same time with that, there's even more that gets to come behind it. And this story is going to tell how the Globe Charters influenced the game of basketball, kind of like you described, the behind-the-back passes, the alley-oops. These were things early on in the professional basketball leagues that were frowned upon. They didn't want this game to change like this. And even now today, the game has changed more 10 years, you know, than it was 10 years ago. And that's what it's all about. You know, that, I think that's one of the things that allowed me to play with the Globe Charters for a long, so long, the ability to adapt. If you're not willing to adapt to change, then you're not going to make it. So I appreciate the way the game is played now, you know. Hey, for me as a 6'2 guard, that would have been fun to come down and shoot as many threes as I want and not get pulled out of the game. When people used to ask me about, actually when new guys come in about the Globe Trotters and, you know, how should I act on the court? What should I do? I say, well, first of all, you got to have fun and then do all the things that your basketball coach told you not to do when you're in high school. You get to look into the stands, you get to throw the alley-oops, you get to throw the behind-the-back passes, you know, and this is the way that the game is played now. You got guys pulling up from, what, 35, 40 feet? And during my uh, time with the Globe Charters, we started to put the four-point match down, you know, so we started to shoot the four-pointers. And now these guys are shooting from four-point range without even hesitation. I mean, you would immediately get pulled out of the game back in the 80s and 90s when we grew up if you'd have even thought about shooting close to half quarter from the timeline. Four-point, man, that's something that, that uh, I can actually see them implementing 
but yeah, the acting thing, I mean, for me, it it was really great because we had a chance, myself and Kevin, and we have four of the act, real actors, so to speak, um, on stage. But we've I've acted for 18, 20 years around 90 different countries around the world. And for us being on set, the producer like, so you've never been in a movie before? You never acted? I'm like, yeah, I've been all around the world. But it really has inspired me to want to get more into it, more in the production side of it based on the experiences that I have. I mean, I have sports game show ideas uh, that I actually have started to roll out into some of the school events that I go to and speak, getting some B-roll on that. So uh, just trying to, you know, make the most out of the gifts that God has given me and try to be a blessing and put something out there that's positive and that's going to benefit not only myself, but others as well and make things better for generations to come. But at the same time, also being authentic and being true to myself and making sure that, you know, I am giving as much as I am receiving. Man, you inspire me. You inspire me. You know, I want to be respectful of your time. You know, my gosh, you know, is there one more thing you could leave us with, you know, before we go, man, you know, like, like how, how, where do you get it from as far as like thinking big, like you do, you know, cause not everybody can, 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 you know, ha has the mentality, you know, to, uh, to actually go for it like you do, man. Where, where, does, where does it come from? Well, I'd have to say, I mean, growing up, I was inspired by a lot of athletes around my hometown. I mean, there were several guys in my hometown who actually did in the 80s and 86, between 86 and 90, that went off to college, Harding University and searched the University of Central Arkansas. Guys from my little 3,000 population town, you know, I'm 10 years old and I'm seeing what these guys are doing. So these are the people that actually inspire me to want to do better and go for a professional. I mean, we had a guy who played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from 79 to 82 who was in my hometown that I actually knew. He grew up next door to my dad. So throughout that time and, you know, continuing to understand what it took, you know, to get there. I mean, I've seen some of these, some of these athletes that I mentioned when they come home for summer, they'd be out there to track running, you know, by themselves. Nobody's having to tell them to do it. So that's what I would do. You know, I would go out to the track and run a, a mile at 12 years old, only me at nighttime running from one side of town to the other. There was nobody else out there doing that. So I just would say uh, it was a lot of self-motivation, but as I've gotten older and post-career globe trying, it's probably definitely been my wife because I probably settled for some things I probably shouldn't settle for. But now uh, I, I believe anything is possible. I believe anything is possible. So I've learned to, to kind of ask for what I expect to receive or what I want, but at the same time, be willing to give and go for it and put the work in at the same time. So hey, the sky's the limit for all of us. It's like you're doing this amazing podcast. Hey, we get to make it bigger and better. We all can aspire to do better things. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Look forward to uh, definitely continuing to do that. You inspire me a lot. And I, I hope we can maybe have you on again here because, uh, man, there's so much, so much more we could talk about. Absolutely, man. Kindness is free. And if we give it away in abundance, we know we'll get it back even more. So that's my motto. And I want to leave you guys with that. Kindness is free. Spread the word. Yes, sir. Mr. Herbert Flightime Lane, thank you so much. And once again, I'm Tony Beeman, your host. Hit me up here on LinkedIn. Oh, my gosh. Look at Mr. Check out, check out Mr. Lang here. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Well, hey. We'll see you next time on BlackInc.TV. Everybody have a great day. Thank you very much for being here.